Spire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs and creatives of all types to reveal the unexpected paths to entrepreneurship. Today, my guest is Jennifer Sudo. Jennifer is an entrepreneur turned uh, TikToker turned uh, crypto enthusiast, NBA Top Shot enthusiast. She has a YouTube channel. And now um, also she is all in on NFTs. And we dive into her whole story, which was awesome to reverse, to find our way backwards. I felt like we kept just peeling layers off the onion that were just amazing little tidbits that sort of feed into what her entire story is. So I think this is going to be a good one. You're going to really enjoy this. If you're new to crypto, new to NFTs, um, Jennifer brings up some different ways that you can get your feet wet and sort of get in the door. But we also just, we talk about the the NFT landscape at large and where it may go. And yeah, this is just a good one. So I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, my conversation with Jennifer Sudo. You are you're doing a lot in the crypto space and NFTs and everything. How do you just sort of quickly encap- or briefly encapsulate the things that you're doing right now? Oh, man. Okay. So I work for Evaluate Market and I run their social media and marketing. Um, I uh, post videos on YouTube about NBA Top Shot. I have a podcast that I uh, have a co-host with. We talk about uh, NFTs weekly. Um, what else? I collect uh, NFTs and, and you know, sometimes flip NFTs. Um, and then I just... Uh, I'm um, actually collaborated with an artist and I'm a part of an NFT for the first time ever, the Collector Chronicles, uh, which is super cool. And um, I'm trying to think if I do anything else. I don't know. I can't <laughs> think off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's, as much as I can remember. Is it safe to say then that you're like full time all in on NFTs? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I Everything I do pretty much all day is just like NFT related stuff, you know, and I, I do take, you know, some breaks sometimes, but yeah, for the most part, it's just like, I just love it. I'm, I'm like obsessed with the space right now and just everything going on. It's so exciting. So much is happening, you know, so many new things every single day. It's just it's super fun, super fun time. Yeah, for sure. And um, I like to dive into origin stories, but before we go sort of too far back, um, was it Top Shot that got you in? Like what sort of got you into NFTs? Yeah, I guess it was Top Shot. I mean, I did have CryptoKitties before I started, you know, on NBA Top Shot. So, you know, CryptoKitties were my first NFT, but I didn't, I wasn't really into the NFT scene. I mean, it wasn't really popping really uh, that much. I mean, even when I started uh, NBA Top Shot back in October 2020, you know, NFTs weren't really popping off too much. Um, It was only this year, really, that started going crazy. Um, But yeah, uh, I would say NBA Top Shot, just Dapper Lab products, I guess, were like my first NFTs, really went all in on NBA Top Shot. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be one of the first couple thousand people on the platform, you know, be able to buy in early and um, just kind of went from there. And then um, this year, um, I don't know exactly what month or anything, but I started diving into other NFTs, you know, uh, Ethereum-based NFTs instead of flow-based. And um, it, it honestly, uh, the co-founder of Evaluate, Christian, he kind of inspired me to do it because he was kind of just buying kind of like one of every NFT. And I was like, why are you buying like one of every, you know, different <laughs> project? And I'm like, and he's like, well, you know, it's kind of um, 
for research purposes and just to kind of see how it goes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I've uh, been in crypto since 2017, not really too active. I'm more of just a buy and hold type of person. But, you know, so I had some ETH and I was like, you know what? Like, let me let me play around a bit. Okay, let me get some play money here and, um, you know, get into this, this uh, NFT game. And so, yeah, started minting NFTs, hit it big on a project and then just kind of, you know, went from there and, and you which know, now the, I have some... Which project was the big oh, one? Oh, sorry. Um, one that you probably wouldn't think. The Slumdoge Billionaires. Do you remember that Oh, one? yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, those didn't even do well. But I happened to mint number 1420 and it happened to have uh-huh. as many trades as possible, nine trades or whatever. And it was like smoking. It was like the ultimate. And I sold it for... I only minted two. I think it was like 0.07 or something to mint. And I ended up selling that one for one ETH. Nice. And so that kind of got the ball rolling for me. And then, um, but now I'm more about, I don't really mint ever, especially with the gas wars. I'm more about like buying projects that I believe in long-term, you know, and now I'm kind of done like flipping for the most part. And I'm just kind of like, I'm here to kind of buy projects that I think have long-term potential. And I really want to hold on to long-term. So for me, that's my Medi-Key, have uh, addition three, uh, House of Kiba membership, um, which I bought both of those for one ETH um, not too long ago. Um, my Cool Cat, um, which I bought for 0.69. I was tempted. I almost sold it. <laughs> I, I listed it for seven. Then I'm like, no, no, no. I need it. I can't. I can't sell it. I need to keep this. Um, and then I have a Curio card that I bought for 0.09. And then that thing exploded. And I'm like, I better hold on to this. This is an OG project. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it is, that's the tough part, right? I mean, when you want to have so. those diamond hands, but really, when yeah. are you going to uh, maybe flip or whatever you want to do? Because take profits, yeah. Yeah, because we have that weird sort of, we're in that weird time where everything is booming mm-hmm. just right yeah, away. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, like, how do you look at that right now? Sort of like when well, you might take profits. So there are, other you know nfts that i have that you know i'm like okay like i don't really want to hold on to this long term you know i i'm i'm cool with flipping i'm cool with selling if it pumps but you know i'm i'm just trying to like the ones i just said it's like those are the ones that i really and it's hard it's not easy it's not like you're just like yep holding this one forever (laughs) like you do get that conflict that internal conflict sometimes where you're like okay like you know look at how much this is in usd like this is you know a lot of money um, but I'm kind of trying to get to the point where, um, and, you know, recently I started forcing myself to sell I mean, top shop moments and stuff just so that I kind of, you know, just doing some risk management here, <laughs> selling some stuff. Um, but I'm definitely a holder, so it's kind of really hard for me to sell. Um, but for the projects that I said, I would like to hold those for as long as I possibly can. I mean, as far as cool cats, you know, they are doing monthly airdrops and I do plan on selling those. So it's like, okay, I'll take profits with that, you know? Um, but yeah, it is really hard. It's hard letting go, yeah, get emotionally sure. attached. <laughs> yeah. And so currently where is, what's sort of your main source of income right now? I work for evaluate full time. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I do that. That's, that's like my full time job, you know? Um, and then you know, I guess just uh, NFTs are just a fun thing that I that I do on the side, I guess. I mean, but really, I mean, it's barely on the side with your podcast already is blowing yeah. up, it seems like, and your YouTube channel yeah. with Top Shot. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is 
everything's going really well and it's really it's impressive all this yeah. stuff that you're doing and all, where you have sort of your your hand in a lot of different uh baskets making all these things happen i really like it yeah yeah thank you you know i think it's it just boils down to effort you know there it's like there first of all there's not really that many people in the space and there's, you know, a lot of people are so anonymous, like, you know, you're not anonymous, I can see your yeah. face, but there are a lot of people that are anonymous. And so there aren't many people that are actually like willing to put themselves out there and like create content and such. So if you do, you really stand out. So I kind of, yeah, I kind of jumped on that opportunity early with NBA Top Shot. I noticed that there was really barely anyone creating NBA Top Shot content. Even so, you know, showing their face, like there, there was even less people showing their face. So I kind of saw an opportunity. I was like, you know what? I like creating content. I like, you know, putting myself out there, being in front of the camera and, you know, why don't I start making videos? And, you know, it's kind of a good opportunity to just, you know, um, I mean, for me, I, I like, um, I, I wanted to make videos to a document the journey, just kind of see the progress because I did believe, um, in MBA's MBA top shots mission to introduce, uh, the blockchain to a billion people. That's Dapper Lab's mission. And I'm like, you know what? I really do believe that NBA Top Shot is going to be the way to get there. And so why not kind of document the journey weekly? So I started making weekly update videos. And then two, you know, the second reason I did it is because, you know, you can connect with more people if you if you have attention and people know who you are. You know, all of a sudden, oh, you're the person from YouTube. And it's like, they know who you are. It's easier to connect to like, you know, higher up people in a sense, you know, just people that maybe you wouldn't normally be able to connect with um, because you are now kind of putting yourself out there and being public. So I love that. I love connecting with people. And I, I feel like that was a big uh, motivator for me as well. Yeah, for sure. And because it's always who you know and what you know. So there is yeah. that network effect of everything that you're right. doing. So how have you connected with people sort of, um, past say so you you create the youtube content you have the podcast now how have you uh approached making these connections outside of the content itself um that's a good question well honestly people will reach out to me and just like message me and be like hey I'm, and and or you know if if um i really want to reach out to certain people i would just straight up message them on twitter i would just DM them, you know, and I started hosting Twitter spaces and it's like, it's kind of a nice opportunity to reach out to the people you admire and be like, Hey, do you want to be a speaker? You know, I'm, you know, doing a whole speaker panel talking about this. And it's just a nice, uh, I, I like Twitter spaces as a nice way to kind of talk to multiple people that you kind of looked up, look up to. And then, you know, just being a host, like, I don't have to answer questions. I'll just ask the questions. <laughs> and I think it's really fun. Um, so just connecting in that way, like either through DMS or, you know, yeah, getting them to do a Twitter spaces or, um, uh, my sister does like ladies night on her Twitch stream and I'll sometimes recommend people for her and I'll, I'll get to meet them too. Um, and, and then, you know, NFT NYC coming up in November. Are you onto that? Uh, I'd like to, I don't know for sure yet, but I'd like to go oh for God, sure. You should, you should, even if you don't get a ticket at least show up to the area. I feel like there's going to be so many events happening, oh, yeah. so many things going on. Like, it's just going to be such a fun time to meet people. It's going to be hard though, because everybody's so anonymous that it's like, <laughs> how are you supposed to know who is who? Uh -huh. But 
I'm, I'm hoping people will just come up to me because they recognize me and then I can meet people that way because I'm not going to know who to go up to since I just it's it's hard unless they have a, a picture of their profile like on their shirt or something. Mm -hmm. Then I'll know. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> but, to rewind just a little bit, what did you do before um, or actually what did you sort of envision for yourself as maybe even a child or a teen or whatever? Like, um, how did you see your future? Um, I, I've always wanted to do so many different things. Like I was always changing my mind on what I wanted to do. And, um, even now I'm always just kind of like, I'll go all in on something and I'll do that for a bit. And then I'll, you know, I, I do something that I, I do things that I find fun until they're no longer fun. And then I just move on and I do something else. So, um, and, you know, same with my living. I, I move to a new state every year. I just like to kind mm. of hop around and just kind of experience new things. Um, so what I wanted to do when I was a kid, I don't even know. I wanted to be so many different things, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of flow with whatever I'm, I'm kind of getting into at the moment. And right now I'm really into NFTs. And so I'm just kind of all in. But who knows? Maybe in a year I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, NFTs aren't my passion anymore. and I go into something else, you know? So yeah, I, like I don't that. know. So yeah. right before NFTs then, what were you doing? I was a full-time uh, TikTok content creator. Oh, really? So, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of <laughs> random. But so yeah, I like content creating. It kind of ties into, I guess, what I do now. But um, yeah, I, I, I figured out how to make a living off of it. Just uh, reaching out to, I did like um, beauty videos. So I would reach out to like uh, beauty companies and see if they wanted to like sponsor a video and everything. And I like created a whole media kit and all that. And then um, my sister was also a TikToker and I was like her brand manager, helped her get deals and stuff too. So yeah, it was fun. And, and then I, one day I just stopped having fun doing it and I just kind of stopped making videos and I didn't do anything for a little bit. And um, that's when uh, NBA Top Shot started taking off. Uh, I think this was in January. And I was like, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to start making YouTube videos. Um, and it's, I don't get paid on YouTube or anything, but I was just like, oh, it'd be fun, you know, to make videos. And, and then Evaluate Market ended up, you know, reaching out to me a couple months later and seeing if I wanted to work for them uh, full time and, you know, be part of the team. And so now <laughs> here I am doing this. Yeah, that's so. awesome. So actually, when it comes to the sponsors for TikTok, had you done, had you reached out to sponsors, like gotten sponsors for anything else you'd done previously? Or was that your first foray into that area? Um, so I previously had a, I uh, owned a glitter company with my sister and okay. we would I actually, feel, sorry, I feel like we need to rewind a little more because there's every, every little piece of the onion, there is more to the story that I really like. <laughs> I told you there's a lot of, oh yeah, I've it's done great. a lot of things. Uh-huh, definitely. Um, <laughs> well, basically I, we would reach out to, um, we would reach out to, so our niche was ravers and basically we created a product that we created like a glitter gel that would last all night and it wouldn't come off like normal glitter. And so anyway, we would reach out to ravers and we would, you know, send them stuff like for free or, you know, we would um, do like paid, you know, deals and stuff with them. So it was like I was on that side of it. So then it was like, you know, being a, an influencer or whatever. It was like I was on the other side of it. So then I kind of knew as well. And it was like, I don't know, being on both sides of it. And now for Evaluate Market, like I'm also reaching out to content creators and, you know, seeing if uh, we could do paid sponsored videos. So I'm like back on the other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> but so, anyway, so yeah. So was um 
Was the stuff for ravers, was that the first entrepreneurial endeavor or did you have anything before that? Yeah, that was the first one. That was when I, um, I don't know how old that was. I'm 26 now. I think that was when I was like, I don't know, maybe 20 or something. I don't know. I was just, um, I was in college, I think, when we started it. I'm not really 100% sure. But yeah, that was the first entrepreneur endeavor. And then after that, um, it was after that and before TikTok, <laughs> in between that time, um, my sister and I ran uh, the social media for this like entrepreneur event that was like doing a whole US tour. And so they would go around to different states and throw these entrepreneur events and we would like run the social media for it. And then we ended up speaking on stage at it. And then we ended up speaking on other stages and then we ended up in a book and then everyone wanted us on their podcast and stuff. And then what book was it? And then uh, it's called a um, hundred habits of it's called like a hundred habits of successful people or something like that. Nice. I forget the exact name, to be honest. <laughs> But um, that was cool and that was really fun. And then the tour ended and then and then we just kind of pivoted. And I think that's when we started TikTok. Yeah. So you have a lot of pivots. I, I love that. Like that is the entrepreneurial <laughs> journey. Like you you yeah. encapsulate it so well. And when you when you're about to pivot, say, do you have any sort of um inkling that you're going to do it or do you just do you see the new sort of the new thing the new opportunity and then pursue that sort of how do you approach um pivots and changes hmm that's interesting well usually it starts by being becoming dis disinterested in the thing you're already doing so it starts by kind of you know, no longer having fun in what you're doing. And, and, you know, that's never a good feeling. And so then you just kind of feel like you have to kind of like a chore and it's, it becomes less of like fun and more of like a job. Like it's like, you don't want it to feel like a job, you know? So, and then, you know, I, of course I'll still trudge on after that, but then usually um, maybe I'll just see an opportunity, you know, um, and, and, you know, luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. And so um, usually it's like some type of opportunity that I kind of maybe have some experience in or I'm prepared for a little bit. And and then I'll, I'll start to do that and then I'll do both. You know, maybe maybe at the same time I'll do both and then maybe I'll just jump ship one day and just decide, you know what, I'm going to go all in. You know, you just have to take risks, go all in. And then um, I'll just do the next thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, what's the biggest thing that you struggle with right now? Because I mean, you've been now in the NFT space for a little bit, but it moves so quickly. I imagine there's always something that maybe you have like finger on the pulse of that you see that's coming or. Um, well, uh, I guess you could say trying to time the top, I guess. I know you're not supposed to time the top, but I always kind of like want to, to mentally. Yeah, yeah, we want to. Exactly. We want to know, you know, and I think that's why we'll, we see people panic sell when there's tiny little dips because they think, oh, this is the end, you know. And 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 so um, and that's the that's the thing with the risk management. Like I was saying, you know, taking out my initial investment so that I don't feel you know, pressure to sell. And I'm I'm totally fine when things uh, dip and, you know, I'll be happy. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, um, I mean, I'm not really trying to time it cause it's not like I I'm trying to sell all my NFTs at the top or anything, but it's just more like, you know, being mentally prepared and knowing like just kind of, you know, it, it's just like 
having an understanding that, okay, yeah, this is kind of a, you know, a local top. This is a, this is a bit of a bubble. Obviously NFTs are here, here to stay for the long run, but yeah, things are getting a little bit out of hand and crazy right now. And we recognize that, you know, that's not really normal, but it kind of has to be like that. You know, whenever there's like um, technological breakthroughs and innovations, it's like, it naturally has to kind of expand, you know, and kind of do all these weird things, you know, all these, all these uh, profile pictures just selling out and exploding like crazy. That kind of has to happen. And there has to be even more of that. And, and you know, um, we what we want is for NFTs to be mainstream. But the thing is, everyone's going to end up minting their own. They're going to be minting their pictures you know they can have them forever um on the blockchain and you know they're going to be minting everyone's going to be starting their own collection the next thing you know it'll be really hard for things to sell out and and but that'll be good that's how we know that you know the the masses are coming in and all that but i think for now yeah it, it, there's not too many people but there's enough people for for things to be kind of crazy because still supply is not as high as it could be like it seems like there's a lot of supply but there's really not there should be way more projects coming out you know for 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 everybody to kind of have their fair share but yeah and yeah. sorry to touch on one thing you mentioned earlier you said that you were buying some eth in 2017 or yeah. like whenever like early yeah. early eth days how did you first discover it at that point that's really early yeah, well, that was during, there was actually a really big peak. I, I kind of bought during the top in 2017. I, uh -huh. So I bought Bitcoin at like, I think it was like 17K, some of it, not a whole, just like a fraction. And that was like a top at the time, you know, uh -huh. and, and then it crashed down. And, but you know what I had, I was so fascinated by it and I was like, cryptocurrency like i didn't understand it and i didn't really understand blockchain technology either so i decided to spend my time uh listening to podcasts you know doing research watching videos just trying to learn as much as i could i even took a cryptocurrency course just to really like grasp you know everything and really try to understand um and so you know i i feel like i got the fundamentals down and so when the prices started to drop i wasn't panicking or anything. I didn't sell my stuff. I just, in fact, I actually bought more. I looked through my history recently and it was like, I was, I bought some more Bitcoin at 5k nice. and it was like, <laughs> it had crashed all the way down, but I, you know, I still had my conviction and I, I knew that, you know, this is the future. And I believed in the decentralized world and, you know, being your own banker and everything. And, and I loved it. So I was like, you know, I believe in this long-term and, you know, I want to hold on to this long-term. Uh, Ty Lopez, actually, uh, he, I think I learned cryptocurrency about cryptocurrency from him because he had a whole course and everything he's talking about it. and people hate on Ty Lopez a lot, but honestly, he got a lot of the masses in, into cryptocurrency, uh, back in 2017. So, and I was one of those people. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Because that is the thing you need the sort of the, the thing said in the right way for you at the right time. And then it just sort of clicked. You're like, okay, this is, this is something I want to run with. I want to figure out and dive into like, that's really good. Um, so to move forward a little bit then to evaluate market and you connected with them, you started doing mm -hmm. the social media and, and everything. Um, just sort of describe the platform a little bit. I really, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. So, um, evaluate market was started by, uh, three guys, three co-founders, 
Cody, Alex, and Christian. And they actually started it back in January just for Top Shot. So at first it was all it was is you could analyze your Top Shot moments. You know, you can see all the sales history and all the transactions. You can see your account value, um, which there really wasn't anything um, actually intangible uh, dot market was kind of the thing at the time. But all you could really see was um, like your portfolio value. And it was pretty basic, you know, shout out to Veerman for creating that site, but it was pretty basic. And so, you know, they came along and Christian, Alex and Cody, and they're like, you know what, I bet we can make something you know, uh, a lot better, something really awesome where, you know, you can really see everything because it was hard to see that kind of stuff on, on NBA Top Shot at the time. You could only see the sales history for the past, like, I don't know, 15 sales. Mm -hmm. So you didn't know what had happened, you know, two weeks ago, you, you couldn't see that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, for evaluate market, you can see, you know, sales history of, of all time, and you can see your portfolio value of all time. And, um, you know, track, track different things and, you know, analyze different moments and see how many transactions there are on a day for certain moments and, you know, how many uh, people own, you know, a certain moment, what are the top owners and all that stock other people's accounts, their wallets. <laughs> so, you know, really it was just NBA top shot at first. And then uh, a few months ago, we decided to kind of branch out and, you know, do some other flow based uh, projects. So we added uh, eternal.gg and uh, evolution, Ben Morrow's evolution. And then we decided to branch out even further and do some Ethereum based projects. So, um, you know, we have Gutter Cat Gang, the Gutter Rats, Goats, uh, Animitas, Board Ape Yacht Club, of course, Board Ape uh, uh, Kennel Club, and just a ton. We have like over 15 NFTs, uh, NFTs on our platform now that you can analyze. And we're adding more, you know, we're constantly adding more. And we really kind of want to be the place you go to analyze your NFTs and to analyze your portfolio. So it's like, you know, I can log in and I can see, you know, my portfolio value for NBA Top Shot, my goats that I have, my uh, Penelope's that I have. And it's like, I can see all of it in one place. And, and so, yeah, we kind of are, are trying to, I guess it's kind of like a combination between OpenSea uh, rarity tools and ether scan, uh -huh. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Everything so, all into one. And what, into one. what's the business model behind there? Is, is it a subscription? How, do, how does that work? It's free to use our site. Um, right now. I mean, um, yeah, everything's free right now to use. I mean, you can connect your wallet, you can connect your Dapper wallet, or you can connect your uh, MetaMask wallet in order to like see your NFTs that we support. Um, and, and value your portfolio from there. But yeah, it's for you. You just have to sign up. Yeah. I mean, you just have to register. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there any plans for specific monetization or uh, maybe sponsors and things? Um, yeah, we, we have some things in the, in, you know, further down the pipeline, but we can't really talk about it right now. But um, no, like immediately, no immediate plans for monetizing. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, eventually everything has to has to be bringing in that revenue. But yeah, it's at, right. it's at that beautiful spot right now where you're bringing in new users and you're really right. showcasing mm -hmm. the awesome software. Like I love it looks it's like a stock ticker. It's just like this whole uh, dashboard <laughs> yeah. it looks really cool. I really like really like what what's been done there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to uh, well, we actually worked with this uh, design company, this branding company uh, sequence, and they helped us redesign our, our site 
what it looks like now. We used to, our site before, it did not look as visually pleasing <laughs> as it does now. So um, yeah, we really made some big improvements there with the visuals. Yeah. So you mentioned bringing in more people and like what we're running into right now is uh, all, all the gas wars, all the, the mm -hmm. crazy yeah. gas prices and which makes it so hard for new people to come in. Um, you have something yeah. like Solana, you have uh, Tezos and things like that. Do you feel um, any... Do you feel anything towards any of those platforms, any of those cryptos that maybe things might shift? Like how, how do you see the future playing out in the next like several months? Um, I think that it just makes me more bullish on flow personally, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you don't have to pay gas fees and you can use, you know, your credit card and USD and you can use crypto too. But um, I really like flow for that reason. But yeah, something has to change because it's just insane how much money people are losing purely from gas. Like, you know, basically just transaction fees. You know, you're just paying the miners. Um, and and these, these miners are making bank right now. Props to all the miners. Shout out to all the miners out there. Jeez, they're, they're really making a lot. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really crazy. Um, I know Immutable X um, is a layer two solution and, you know, there's no gas fees on Immutable X and they're kind of, um, I believe they, I think they said they're like the first layer two solution um, where you can like mint NFTs and everything, uh, Ethereum based. And so I'm, I'm curious to see the different, the different uh, layer two solutions that come out and, and, you know, the different things that come out of it. Matic, you know, Polygon Network is is very popular as well for the reason of, you know, no gas wars. Uh, House of Cuba membership is on Matic. Um, and so, yeah, I think a lot of things are moving um, to Matic and, and such. And I hope that, I don't know, I hope that, yeah, I hope that some of these other, um, yeah, Flow and Matic, I would say, I, I would be bullish on them <laughs> simply because, of how insane everything's with Ethereum. But for now, Ethereum is the place to be. You can't really, you can't really avoid the fact that, you know, Ethereum is kind of the place to make money right now, you know? Yeah, for sure. And for someone who's just starting out, where would you recommend, what would you recommend they actually do? Because I mean, it is, there's so much to take in. Like you've been in this for months and consuming, like you said, all day, every day, all of the content yeah. and learning and diving deeper and deeper. So for someone new, what would you recommend? I mean, for new people, I always like to recommend NBA Top Shot simply because it's, you know, it's a lot less uh, money. I mean, I would recommend S1 Moments on NBA Top Shot to get into that. But if you're looking to get into Ethereum-based uh, projects, um, I would say... Um, I would say go for established projects that already have kind of built up their a good reputation and I've kind of proven that they are a good long-term play. You know, you're going to have to kind of pay more for it. Um, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to, for example, for cool cats, it's like, it was 0 0.02 to mint, but it's just like, Oh, it was just another one of those, you know, 0 0.02 projects to mint. And then they ended up proving themselves. I bought in at 0.69, which it was like, that is so much further from the mint price, yeah. right? I had to pay a lot more, but I did really believe in it long-term. And, you know, now the price is, I don't know, the floor is like four ETH or something. And I would say, I would say really try to do your research um, and, and just look into different projects and kind of figure out what you want. Personally, I like projects that have like, 
monthly airdrop perks like i just love free gifts so that's why i was like cool guys <laughs> free gifts every month i love it um and then pick a project and just buy one you know buy something you have to put some skin into the game you know put some skin in the game buy something that you want to hold on to long term and and that way you don't freak out when prices fluctuate you know prices are going to fluctuate this is a volatile market they're going to go up they're going to go down it's going to be crazy but you know if you really believe in it long term then you know you shouldn't freak out in the in the immediate short term when you know oh eth skyrockets and all of a sudden nfts you know take a dip mm-hmm. so that's yeah. what i would say yeah they really work as like this uh scale that like, when yeah. eth's up nfts are down not necessarily sales but just the price because people still convert right. everything to usd it feels like like Almost yeah, it's first. interesting. It depends if if you're if you're from the crypto world and you just like kind of, I mean, I've never put you know USD into OpenSea to, to you know how you can like buy oh, ETH yeah. on. I, I've never done that. I just have I just have ETH. So I think of so to, to me, one ETH equals one ETH. You know, mm-hmm. and I think for a lot of the crypto people, one ETH equals one ETH. But you know, if you're, if you are converting it, if you are, you know, buying with USD, then it's like, yeah, you obviously are thinking about the price in USD. And, and especially if you're selling too, you know, maybe you're cashing out. If I'm cashing out, I'm definitely thinking about the USD price, obviously, like, you know, I, my expenses are in USD, so <laughs> it only makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if, if I think it's interesting because, you know, we saw, was it today that ETH dropped down? It was, you know, what was it yesterday or the day before? It was like at 3.9K. And now today it was at like 3.3. I think now it's at like 3.4K. And and people kind of thought that it was just going to keep going down. So then they also lowered their NFT prices as well. <laughs> so it was like ETH went up, people lowered their prices. ETH went down, people lowered their prices. <laughs> so I think we kind of have a crazy um, rest of the year ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. do you think that there is sort of a do you see a moment of maybe this bursting for a bit um, like 2017? Like you said, it was the top and then it went it crashed. I mean, relative to now, it's crazy to think that it's a crash. But like, do you think there's going to be like a strong NFT winter? Um, Meaning I think there will. Yeah, I definitely think there will. Yeah, because things have been going things have been rising so fast uh-huh. everyone everyone's rich everyone's making <laughs> money like everyone's like you know feeling greedy and just like you know throwing around oh let me just sell if i sold this 50th let me just put it back in and buy all these other nfts and i think yeah there will be a winter i mean of course it's gonna be winter i don't know when though you know nobody knows when it'll be but um you know who will really be here during the winter? That's the question. You know, what is it going to look like during the winter? Uh-huh. I'm curious to know. I think a lot of great things will be built during the winter, though. That's a great building time, you know. And the, the winter is a great time to really learn as well because, you know, you feel like you don't have to be always on checking things, you know. And NBA Top Shot people know. They know the pain, you know. There was that huge run-up late February, early March, you know, everyone was up pretty much anything you bought, you know, you could flip for a profit the next day. And, you know, then things started dipping and we've kind of been in this dip for months. And it's like to hold through is it's not easy, but it's like you just and it's boring, too. It's boring. It's like there's no price action happening. You know, you're just holding on to your moments. So um, 
but then that's also a nice time to to learn other things. I feel like there'll there'll always be little pockets of things that'll be um kind of uh there'll always be opportunities to make money if you know what you're doing and if you're like really involved in the space. So, you know, maybe the next thing is NFT gaming. Maybe, you know, games start exploding, maybe Gods Unchained, you know, uh just starts going crazy and I don't know. I think there'll always be opportunities, but as far as you know, the NFT bubble, it'll be like the profile picture bubble will pop, but there'll still be other opportunities to make money and there'll be other things that'll be, you know, doing well. Um, but it's just the things that have been going crazy right now, <laughs> you know, probably won't be cr- going crazy for that much longer. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what survives. We'll see what survives that. That's why I was saying, you know, the ones that I wanted to hold on to long term, I believe those will survive the winter. You know, that that's my that's my belief. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But, you know, I'm kind of betting on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to have those uh, convictions and find the things yeah. that you believe in that you think is going to survive and also the things that you love because yeah. like you love your exactly. cat, you love all these things because yeah. if if you're left holding it in the end, you have to be proud and happy to hold it you know just yeah in perpetuity right. yeah. yeah yeah i love Thank i love you. your grind and hustle and like just the vision it's just that like as soon as you started saying the sort of the backstory of where you came from i was like oh yeah i i connect i relate to this so much so really what, what what's your what's your now i want to know your backstory oh. <laughs> well yeah i mean i've been yeah full-time entrepreneur for like 11 or 12 years now like i had, wow. a, had a normal job Jesus. and then, that's crazy yeah um yeah, didn't did web design. Well, so we still do sort of everything. I always say I don't have hobbies; I have businesses. So, like for a while, I was doing like photography, portrait photography, wedding photography, and things. Um, started mostly with like web design, and that became brand development. And we we partner with some brands and help them grow sort of from the ground floor. So, like our most recognizable one is the Minimalists, and they have like a blog, and we have a documentary on Netflix that we did with them, and. Um, oh, yeah, so we're cool. we're just all over the place and <laughs> uh, just a little bit of everything. Anything that involves growing a business and helping mm-hmm. helping people make more money, that's sort of what we do. And it's just me and my business partner. Oh, that's cool. So just two of us. But oh, nice. yeah, for a while I was really into um, health and wellness. So had a platform called Paleo Porn. It was all about the paleo diet and mm-hmm. built a really good uh, platform following there. So it's just sort of same idea. It's all these different verticals and just the yeah. thing that i'm interested in now run with it right nfts obviously right now so yeah. <laughs> yeah this has been an entrepreneurial show but i've i've just been shifting it over to nfts because it just mm. it makes more sense it's what i want to talk about right now yeah <laughs> right well, yeah That's this true. is really great like i'm really glad we got to dive into your story and i didn't realize that there was even so much entrepreneurial backstory <laughs> that you had <laughs> like it's awesome for um, anyone listening, where should we send them to check out everything you're up to and um, what you're doing next? Yes, you can check out my Twitter uh, at Jennifer underscore pseudo, S-U-T-T-O. Um, yeah, message me on Twitter if you want. Sweet. Or Discord. I guess it's hard to really find someone on Discord. Yeah, Discord, that is I a guess, pain, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no like, you know, I mean, I guess yeah, there. Uh, well, how do you type in someone? I've never like searched for someone on Discord. I don't even know if that's a thing. Yeah, I don't think you can unless you're in the same server already. Server I don't know. Same, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, forget that. Forget the server. Forget the Discord <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. So Jennifer underscore pseudo. Yes. On Twitter or YouTube, Jennifer Top Shot. Sweet. Or my podcast, the NFT Catcher podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sweet. Well, thanks again for taking the time out of your day. And this was a great oh, chat. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice talking to you. And I love your energy, by the way. You're very like, 
It's very like inviting. You have very like friendly energy. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> thanks again. I want to thank Jennifer for joining me on this episode. Be sure to uh, check her out on Twitter. Her handle again is Jennifer underscore Sudo. That's S-U-T-T-O. As always, this episode of Starting Now is brought to you by Built. At Built, we help you get started online. Whether you want to start a blog or a business, head over to built.co. That's B-Y-L-T dot C-O to get started. Built, your website built for you simply. Finally, if you're enjoying the show, be sure to subscribe, check out the video version on YouTube, which is my favorite version of the show. And if you can give, give the video a thumbs up and uh, leave a comment, it'd be awesome. I'd love to hear from you. And I like hearing from the people who are out there listening and watching. So anyway, that'll do it for this week. Again, I'm Jeff Saris. This has been Starting Now, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>